Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how you doing? I'm good, Bill. How are you doing today? Doing great. I have an interesting topic for us today. Uh, we'll see awesome. where we go with this. <laughs> okay, sounds uh, good. So, first question. Have you ever heard of the Hardy Man? So, very interesting question. And honestly, up and until about 90 minutes ago, I did <laughs> not. Or have I ever heard of Hardy Man? However, when I looked it up, uh, one of the first things that came up on my search was the phrase, do you even lift, bro? Which is a very a common, different. well, it's a very common t-shirt that right. you see individuals wear, like, do you even lift or can you spot me or, you know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, so immediately, you. you know, it caught my eye and I started reading a bit more and uh, this is incredibly interesting and i'm surprised we haven't covered this topic before so bill why don't you go ahead and give a little bit of an explanation as to what hardy man is all right i i'm gonna give a very brief overview because i don't know all the details but this was a project that was funded by the office of naval research and the army back in the 1960s and it's called the hardy man project and it's spelled H-A-R-D-I-M-A-N, all one word. Mm -hmm. And it uh, they funded General Electric to build a basically a robotic exoskeleton that you could lift like over a thousand pounds with. That's incredible. Right? So this is the 1960s. And so General Electric builds this thing and wow. you know, do all this testing, and there's all these reports on this. And this is really one of the, you know, I'd say the earliest, I would say, modern, you know, robotic exoskeletons that I'm aware of. And so it's really interesting, the, the, all the ideas and design and what worked and what didn't work. There's yeah. obviously a lot of stuff that didn't work in this, but it was just a fascinating project. And I'm like, what, what, you know, and this is sort of like, you know, the uh, question about that certain Marvel character right. uh, that you sprung on me <laughs> that one time. It's like, we won't go there today. We won't go there today. You know, you know, the thing is, it's like, I think it's like, so what happened? You know? Right. Yeah. You know, even if it wasn't that successful, why, why is, uh, why is the Navy and the Army and General Electric still sort of doing stuff in this area? And, right. And I know the Army is, I know the Navy is still doing a little bit of investigation about exos as far as can we use them, mm -hmm. but Where's where's GE? What happened, and and where right. did they decide to do with this, and where are they going? So all these questions sort of roll around in my head. Does that is that kind of help? Yeah, with that? it does. So I was, you know, I I was I was reading into this right because yeah. I loved again to educate myself and and make sure that I know what I'm talking about before I open my mouth. But what, what I <laughs> different than me? Really, <laughs> what I thought was really great um, and interesting is, you know taking a look at the fact that this was a project back in the 60s. Right. And from what it said, they they really wanted to build what they 
still are calling a powered exoskeleton. Right. That could just amplify a human strength. And they wanted to do it by a factor of 25. Which is huge. I mean, that's huge. So like you said, that's over, that's a maximum load of over a thousand pounds. Right. And the project sponsors, those that, that were working on this, really wanted the machine to be able to move cargo and equipment, which is similar to, again, what we're doing. Right. Almost the exact same requirements right Right? now. And, and, you know, it's it's crazy. So, like, you know, before we go, you know, even further, it's like just... Just saying the factor of 25, I will tell you in, in most, in most of the science areas I've sort of worked, you know, if you move one significant digit, so a factor of 10, you move that, you have done a huge thing. So doing a factor of 25, that's, that's, that's that's amazing, right? right? And especially for that, for that time period. Yes. Um, you know, but, but but think of think of that time period. So, you know, I'm not quite that old, but I'm close. <laughs> but think of think of at least what I understand of the history of the 50s and 60s. Mhm. You know, we're ramping up to this we're going to go yeah. to the moon. You know, yeah. we've come out of the the war, we're sort of in Cold War era. We're going to go, you know, we're heading toward an announcement saying we're going to the moon kind of thing and, and and kind of moving through this. And there's a lot of positivity and a lot of belief we can do all these amazing things. And technology is like everywhere. And we've got all these capabilities. And so I think mm-hmm. I think that sort of comes into this project. Like, it, well, why not go big here? You it know, it really does. But I mean, these these individuals who were developing or coming up with this project i mean the forethought that they had for this they indicated that not only were they thinking about an exoskeleton where it's interacting with the human to be able to lift this amount they also had the forethought to realize that they didn't want the hardy man to break things or be destructive so there needed to be a kinesynthetic force feedback. Ooh, I love big words. Which is amazing, right? And that's so that the operator could actually sense the environment that it was working in. So, you know, when when Hardy Man went to open a door, he understood that he... You know, there was a certain amount of force. It wasn't crush the doorknob, right? Right. Or rip the door off the hinges. There was a certain amount of force and a feedback that it would sense with the operator as to how to to do that. Um, and, And for these project engineers or these innovators that were working on this to realize this, I mean, that's just incredible. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like that's really incredible. Yeah. And I'm looking at one of the reports right now, you know, so I can cheat a little bit. Uh, but I love I love the statement in the report because the statement that was written, you know, <laughs> over 50 years ago now mm-hmm. is just as applicable today. I said, listen yes. to this. The exoskeleton called Hardy Man substitute whatever words you want in there mimics the movement of its wearer presenting a literal union of man and machine thus the human's flexibility intellect and versatility are combined with the machine's strength and endurance boom you got it right there baby you know it's great it's it's absolutely incredible and the fact that this project for the hardy man i mean i don't know if you saw this bill but they had 30 
joint exoskeleton systems. Wow, that's huge. On the Hardy Man. I mean, that is absolutely huge. And it was being able to have that new control and feedback system that they needed. I mean, the complexity of this project and the thought process and the research and the engineers involved in this, I, I would have loved to have just been a fly on the wall to see right, this. Like, right, right. How incredible, right? Yeah, and, it's, and they're talking about, you know, they're using servos. You know, we, we right. usually say actuators today, which is a little bit different, but they're using servos, and they're, and they're talking about, a program has also been written for the digital computer using <laughs> yeah. ABA. I'm like, you know, right. it's like they're they're totally yeah. like punch code, right. punch cards and stuff like that. Old school programming with servos yeah. and they're going to strap this on a person. And that's amazing, right? So really, so so what happened, right? Because that's kind of what right. everyone wants to know. What, so what even happened? Though, yeah. So even though like it goes through indicating that they had a great engineering breakthroughs with this project, unfortunately, it actually never made it past the prototype stage. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons was they had what they quoted was some unexplained bugs. Um, <laughs> apparently, they had violent and uncontrollable motion by the machine. Now, keeping in mind that they never actually put a human into um, Hardy Man. So they never I, actually put yeah. a human participant in. I they think they ran, only did that to take pictures, to be honest, right? I suspect. Yeah, they ran. So they ran tests, right? And they, they did different tests on Hardy Man. And, you know, they realized that, unfortunately, there were bugs. There were, you know, uncontrollable motions by the machine. And they just couldn't take the chance of rolling this out with an individual or human involved. Right. So it really begs the question... What happened yes, to Hardy Man? Because it doesn't say. It doesn't say that he is, you know, you can go to this museum or you right. can go is to it, this it, GE it, location. Right. What happened? Is it in a warehouse somewhere? This is this is like Indiana Jones. I feel like yeah. this thing has been put in a wooden box and it's in a warehouse somewhere with a stamp on the side, right? Exactly. So so what so Bill, do you know? Do you know? No, anything? I don't know. Oh, this is a gosh. complete mystery. This is a mystery in the exoskeleton world is where is the Hardy Man? Because Maybe GE took it all apart, or maybe it's all together somewhere in a box in the back of a warehouse somewhere, and we're just waiting right. to be found, right? And it's just waiting to be found. And I just, I would love to hear or know right. what actually happened to Hardy Man. So if any of our people out there that are listening to this have a connection, to GE or the Hardy Man team and know the answer to this, please reach out and contact yes. us because we're dying to know. We really want to know what happened because, I mean, really, this started what now we are doing further in the future here and, and working through and, I mean, a lot of the same things, right? I mean, right. Uh, you know, ASTM's committee on F48, they have a work item that talks specifically about cybersecurity for these, you know, things that have happened back when the Hardy Man was being developed that is still ailing what's happening today. And it would be so great just to know, like, what did they, are they still doing studies, but in a different way? Right. Did they utilize the parts for different projects? Did they melt it down and it's now something else? Like, what? What happened? happened to this huge 
a powered exoskeleton. Right. It's amazing. And, you know, thinking of, you know, even when I was going through engineering and in undergrad, you know, one of the projects we had in a lab was to control a motor. So think of instead yeah. of a motor controlling a servo and trying to, you know, the, the most difficult thing was not to get the, the motor or the servo to work. It was to get it to work in the way you wanted to and do it smoothly. And so when you talk right. about it, the thing jerking back and forth, I'm just thinking about, oh, here's the overshoot and then it undershoots. It's like when you're driving mm-hmm. down the road and you jerk the wheel of the car because you're trying to avoid something. You go one way and then you jerk it the other way and you go right. the other way. And, you, and that's kind of your overshoot and undershoot kind of thing. It's like you're all over the place. And think if that's a servo or a motor doing that. You can't put somebody in that because you can't take that jerky motion. Right. And so they must have faced all those challenges of like, how do I make this work smoothly? And and how do I take the movement of the person and translate that into the movement of the robotic elements? That would be really cool to hear yeah, that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, really key. But, um, I, you know, I love this topic, Bill. Thank you so much for, you know, educating me on this because I'd never heard. I'm going to be posting this article to LinkedIn. <laughs> nice. Uh, letting everyone know that we're going to be coming a pot, having a podcast on this topic. But again, if anyone knows what happened to Hardy Man, Bill and I want to know. We, yeah. we would really love to know. We'd really love to update our listeners and be able to follow up on this because yeah. it's just so instrumental um, and the foundation to what Committee F48 is doing with their standards. So Right. I mean, it really, I think, you know, even though not very many people know about this, I think it's just an inspiring story. And it's Absolutely. A, and it, it gives you kind of a sense of what the challenges were then and how similar those yes. challenges are today. And that's something that's, that's useful for us to discuss because it means that, okay, here's how it was looked at then. How are we looking at now? Maybe in between now and when that happened, we've come up with a new way to approach this and we can solve this problem. And, right. and who knows what could come from that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And then, you know, a huge plug for GE. I know they're part of, you know, ASTM and our committees, but we would love if we would have some experts that would come in, you know, from this exoskeleton robotics wearable side. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, because it would be fantastic if we could have like presentations or just something that you know that you, know, you updates, gotta think right? ge as big a company as this they probably have like a, a some group or at least a person that does ge history you know yeah they may even have a ge museum i don't even know but all right well, that would be the be person we need to find that. we need to find absolutely. them right absolutely so here's a plug for that uh you know looking forward to your feedback hopefully someone knows what happened to hardy man and uh, of course, if you have a picture of a T-shirt that says, do you do you even lift? That would be great <laughs> and funny, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, thanks so much to all of our listeners. And we really hope that you enjoyed this podcast on Hardy Man. All right. Have a great day, Nora. You too, Bill. Bye. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.